G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. One of the greatest gifts, however, that we can be so grateful for the Essenes, and it was in 1946, 1947 and 1956 that all of the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered in the Qumran. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We're learning all about the different religious groups within Judaism at the time of Christ. And we're focusing particularly on the sect of the Essenes, an ascetic monastic group of separatists living in the desert away from the powerful and corrupt Pharisees, Sadducees and scribes. And we mentioned also last time that they they really weren't on the scene for very long. Mm. I mean, if the Pharisees, the Sadducees and scribes go back to the days of Ezra and Nehemiah, the Essenes are really are only around from about the time of 100 BC until about 70 AD. Mm. So less than 200 years, a really short yeah. space of time. And we mentioned in the last program that uh, they were uh, quite mystical. Uh, they were into sort of you know, angels and uh, end time theology was big for them. They uh, were the sons of light. That's right. Yes, they were into yeah. that uh, sons of light versus the sons of darkness and very much self-debasement you know they would sort of they lived you know in the desert and they would go through times of uh, silence and all that sort of thing so they uh, really were very pious but curiously they were against the man-made rules of the Pharisees and Sadducees, but made up plenty of their own along the way. Oh, yes, but theirs brought them closer to God. Yes. I'm oh, sorry, I'm being sarcastic, aren't I? But it is funny. It's, it's curious, isn't it? Yeah. If, as soon as man gets a hold of religion, he suddenly makes it into something mm. that God never intended. Man is always trying to do something to get closer to God. Mm. When God says, you can't get close to me. I'm the one that's got to get close to you. Yeah, that's right. And I guess that's why the Apostle Paul kept banging away about grace all the time. And all of oh. the epistles was like, you know, this is a life of grace. We can only do it through God's grace. The blood of Christ has paved the way. We don't have to do anything. Yeah, and aren't you glad? Yeah. Because if it was up to me. We'd be hopelessly lost. This makes such a mess of it all. Yeah. One of the greatest gifts, however, that we can be so grateful for the Essenes is the Dead Sea Scrolls. Again, these guys came out of the sect of the Pharisees and the scribes, mm -hmm. okay? The minute detail of the law had to be protected. They carried this over, and it was in 1946, 1947, and 1956 that all of the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered in the jars that were hidden in the 11 caves at Qumran. And every book of the Bible was discovered there except for the Book of Esther, and not only was the Bible written down, but all the details of their lives. That's how we know so much about yeah. them. And when the scrolls were discovered, it became really apparent that these were, without doubt, the greatest archaeological discovery of the 20th century. And for that reason, we know that the accuracy and the trustworthiness of Scripture is mind-boggling. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you're finding things in the 1900s that were written almost 2,000 years earlier. Yes. And yet we can see how accurate they are to the point of the experts are saying that they were 99.9% .9 accurate. 
to the oldest manuscripts in existence at the time. So that's really amazing. And once again, yeah, we're thankful for that because that uh, adds a whole lot of weight. And I guess yeah, we can put a whole lot more trust in the Word of God that we hold in our hands today because of these Dead Absolutely. Sea Scrolls. Absolutely, because the critics have said that Scripture has been distorted over the years, just like a message gets distorted through the game of Chinese whispers. Yeah. And yet they pulled these scrolls out of the ground over a thousand years older than the oldest manuscripts we had that were already thousands of years old, mm. and they're accurate. Yeah. The other amazing thing is that modern Hebrew writers and readers today could read those scrolls. Wow. It's like magnificent, <laughs> you know. Oh, I, I get very excited about this. So while they were mystics and monastics, and they did hold to some pretty extreme non-biblical beliefs and practices and traditions, their dedication to the copying of Scripture is, it's like, the gift to mankind, to be mm, perfectly honest yeah. with you. Now, you mentioned that we've learned a lot about the Essenes through the Dead Sea Scrolls. Are there any people that we can identify or point to as being Essenes because of what we've learned? Some think that Joseph of Arimathea might have actually been a member of the Essenes. Okay. I mean, who knows? Anything's possible, I guess. But he was also very different to them. Like, he was really very wealthy man. Mm. He lived close to Jerusalem and had a his own tomb close to yeah, right. the city. Whereas the Essenes wanted nothing to do with all of that. So, you know, it's a rumor. Well, another one that may match better than Joseph of Arimathea would be John the Baptist. Because, I mean, he lived in the desert. He ate locusts and he wore camel skin. So, like, I mean, he probably would have matched up quite strongly with the lifestyle of the Essenes, if nothing else. You know, it's really interesting. When we visited the Qumran Caves in Israel, you get to watch a little video before you go through and walk into all of the ruins and see where they lived and did all their stuff. What they've learned from all of the the manuscripts and scrolls, as I said, all about their day-to-day lives, what they believed, how Mm. they lived and blah, blah, blah. There's a little reenactment in the video and it's of one of the the brothers of the Essenes who talks about or gets up after the meal while everybody's being very nice and silent. He asks for permission to speak and the high priest is sitting there And he says, do you remember that we used to have a man who lived here? He lived with us for quite some time. And then one day he just disappeared. Well, some travelers came through and said that a man called John, known as John the Baptist, was actually murdered by Herod. Mm. Could it be that John the Baptist is the man who actually lived with us for a time? Now, the high priest then responded, got really cranky and snarky and said, no, wasn't him and you'd be better off to mind your own business and get back to Bible study. But the possibility remains Mm. that maybe John the Baptist actually did live with them for a while. Well, I guess he must have lived somewhere. So if he was in the desert, it would make sense to at least live in a community rather than just, you know, on his own. Yeah. Well, if you go back to the story of when John the Baptist was conceived miraculously and then his father, who was the high priest at the time, Zechariah, he said, well, Really? Is that even even a thing? Can that happen? And, and remember Gabriel said to him, because you've doubted, mm. you're not going to be able to speak. And he was struck dumb yep. until John was born. And then Zechariah actually wrote on a little thing when there was debate over what the baby was going to be called. He said, no, his name is John. And miraculously got his voice back. Mm. And this was a miracle. It was a public miracle. And yeah. everybody's ooing and ahhing over this baby. So what happened to John after that? Because scripture... 
is very silent. Suddenly, mm. there's no mention of Zechariah or Elizabeth. Mm. They were both old. Yeah. So they may have died when he was still fairly young. Where did John go? That's right. Well, he was missing for 30 years and then just turns up at the Jordan River baptizing people. Exactly. And probably they would have gone into hiding because Herod was such a paranoid maniac that this miracle baby would have been in yeah. danger. Yeah. Is it possible mm. that he actually... Went and hid in the desert. Maybe Elizabeth and, and Zechariah pass away. John might have gone to live with the yeah. Essenes. He was in the right environment. Yeah, that's right. Like you said, he was only 30 years of age. It was only 30 years. So he could have been living with them for a few years, very used to the climate in the desert. And one day he just walks off. It's his time. And he goes yeah. up the road to the start of the Jordan River before it turns into the Dead Sea at a major crossing where you know travelers would be going from Israel right across to the Far East, and he was baptizing in the Jordan. Everybody was going mm. out to him in the wilderness. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. maybe it was, maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't, but it's kind of fun to sort of speculate at least. For oh, sure. We're certainly very thankful for the Dead Sea Scrolls and maybe thankful for a, uh, a home for John the Baptist in the yeah. meantime. But is it, is it possible? Because we talked about how the Essenes were only on the scene yeah. <laughs> the Essenes were only on the scene. Sorry about that. It was bad. But only for 170 to 200 years. Maybe God allowed them to be there for that, just that for that purpose. Yeah, maybe yeah. to give John the Baptist a home and to ensure the faithful maintenance and protection of the Scriptures. Who knows? Yeah. Well, that's a little bit of a look at the Essenes. And we're going to continue our look at these different sects and groups within Judaism in our next program on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 